0: how about yoga with goats? Yes, that is a thing that's on Airbnb. And like that kind of a unique twist is the sort of thing that's really going to get you a lot of mileage because, so let's say that you're doing yoga with goats in, you know, Indiana. Everybody who comes to visit that city, their friends are going to tell them, oh man, you've got to go do yoga with goats. I mean, it's just an unbelievable experience. Are you looking to create more money, more options, and more fun? Hi, I'm Chris McCarron, and each week, my guests and I will share our experiences with real estate investing and do our best to help empower you to start creating wealth yourself. Welcome to Women Creating Wealth. If you're ready to get started, visit womencreatingwealth.net. For now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Women Creating Wealth, where today we're exploring ways for you to create wealth before you even have a chance to buy your first investment property. And how can you do that? How can you make money on Airbnb when you don't even potentially don't even own a property or don't want to rent your property? That is with an Airbnb experience. Yes, it's a thing. Airbnb experiences are a way for you to do things that you love to do and get paid for them and create this fantastic passive income stream, just bringing people along, doing things that you would love to do and want to do anyway. What is an Airbnb experience? So it's anything. I mean, there's just absolutely anything you can think of to do that someone else might want to do with you or that you might be willing to do with somebody else from making your own pasta to painting, to going on a pub crawl. So anything that you can imagine. So first of all, what are some of the steps that you're going to have to take if you want to have a successful Airbnb experience? If you want to host a successful Airbnb experience? So the first thing you want to do is decide, do you want your experience to be in person or do you want it to be an online experience? Yes, that's right. You can get have an experience and not even have to Touch another person, I even have to breathe the air of another person because online experiences are a thing that Airbnb allows you to do. So if you're not quite comfortable or if you just don't really feel like it, or maybe you're homebound, maybe you're not able to go out, maybe you've got some restrictions that aren't really allowing you to go out and do the things that you want to do outdoors, but you can do it from your home. So if you are hosting an online experience, one guideline is like think about the length, okay? You really don't want it to be more than about an hour and a half to two hours because people start to lose attention at that point, right? So see how you can kind of cut some stuff, you know, like you know how (laughs) Julia Child used to pull the already cooked thing out of the oven, right? So just just see if you can do that kind of stuff just to allow people to, you know, just to kind of cut it down a little bit. So if you're hosting an an in-person experience, do you want that to be an indoor experience? or an outdoor experience? Do I want to spend an entire afternoon making pasta, or do I want to spend two hours making pasta? Do I want to spend an entire afternoon hiking, or do I want to spend two hours hiking? So hiking might be a great thing to do as an all-day event, whereas you know maybe cooking or painting or something like that may be limited to like 90 minutes to two hours. So those are the kind of things that you want to think about for the first kind of decision that you want to make. What kind of things can be an Airbnb experience? So I sort of started talking about this, but really like think about things that you love to do. Think about things that are your passion. Think about your talents that you have, your skills that you have, your hobbies. Think about your favorite spot, your favorite restaurants, your favorite activities that you like to do. Like your passion, for example, could be cooking or yoga and your talent might be painting or dancing your favorite spot, maybe you'd like to do a city tour or a foodie tour, you know, something like that. How about a hobby like biking or hiking or, you know, archery or something along those lines? And then when you figure out that, now you want to say, what can I do to give this a unique twist? So for example, instead of just giving somebody a city tour, maybe you do a city tour showing where a lot of, bu- a bunch of criminals used to live or where there were ghost stories or where Some kind of like really cool, interesting twist so that you're allowing people to see the city. But at the same time, there's like a different kind of a, you know, what's going to differentiate your experience from someone else's? How about yoga with goats? Yes, that is a thing that's on Airbnb. And like that kind of a unique twist is the sort of thing that's really going to get you a lot of mileage because so let's say that you're doing yoga with goats in, you know, Indiana. Everybody who comes to visit that city, Their friends are going to tell them, oh, man, you've got to go do yoga with goats. I mean, it's just an unbelievable experience. You've got to go dance with wolves. You've got to go on a moose tour. You've got to, right? So you you want to have the kind of experience where people are going to want to talk about it. They're going to want to share it. They're going to do a lot of the promotion for you because unlike, for example, a home you know or an Airbnb stay, an experience, people in your own town can do it. So it doesn't have to be just people coming in from outside, but you can keep those kind of people in mind, right? Something that you think might not be that interesting for people who are already living in the city might be extremely interesting from someone who's coming from someplace else. So those are just some things to think about as you're like conceiving of how you can come up with this experience. And then the next thing you want to do is you want to put yourself into the shoes of the guest. Think about the guest experience. What is going to make this really special for them? What's going to really push it over the top? You want to think about the experience that they're having. You want to think about your expertise and how you can incorporate that into the experience. And you, I think, want to kind of make it easy. Okay? So I'm not going to teach somebody how to do, I don't know, think of something really hard. I'm not going to teach somebody how to do brain surgery. Okay? I'm going to teach somebody how to do, like I said, make pasta. That's something that pretty much everybody's going to be able to do with you. They're going to be able to figure it out, especially if it's like online. They're not going to be racking their brains. So you think about their experience and your expertise, how to meld them together, and then make it something that's easy for you and easy for them. The easy for you part is because if you want to keep doing this, right, if you want to make this an income stream and you want to make this a cool way to make some extra money, if you're going to do something that's really hard, like, oh, we're going to, for example, there's a huge hike in the White Mountains of New Hampshire, the Pemi Loop. It's like a three-day thing. How often am I going to want to do the Pemi Loop? How often am I going to want to hike, like 21 miles? Probably not all that often. So that's maybe an experience I'd offer twice a year, maybe, as opposed to, you know, walking the Freedom Trail, which is a Boston thing that would take much longer. It's flat or, you know, you're not going up and down mountains. So think about things that are easy for you and easy for them. Now, when you get ready to set it up on Airbnb, First, you're going to start with your description. First of all, it's like an overview of the thing, so like a little one or two sentence thing that says, you know, we're going to do yoga with goats in a field, okay? And then the next section. So that's something just a quick read. The next section is going to be a lot more details. So we're going to make pasta. We're going to start with, you know, we're going to start with some flour, and then we're going to go all the way to where you're actually eating the pasta. You're going to learn to cut the pasta. You're going to learn to stir the pasta. I mean, I have never made pasta. If that's not you know, really obvious. (laughs) But that's where you get into more detail and really give people who are a little bit more detail-oriented, you give them a lot more information. And to close up your description, you want to give them, what's the takeaway? When they have this experience with you, what are they going to leave with? You know, you're going to have a whole new appreciation for the Freedom Trail. You're going to have a whole new appreciation for how to make pasta. You're going to have, you know, you're going to go away with the skills that you need to be able to make a delicious. Italian meal for two and, or you're going to go away with a feeling of calmness and reassurance and peace that only yoga with goats can give you. Okay. So it's like, what kind of, what's my physical, emotional, you know, spiritual takeaway from having this experience with you and be enticing, right? You don't just want to say, you know, and then when you're done, you'll be tired because we'll walk 21 miles. No, you'll have pictures and memories and that right? Like think about what's the most fantastic takeaway that people are going to get from this and be, like I said, really enticing and descriptive. And then you really want to set their expectations. So Hiking the Pemi Loop can be a very dangerous situation. You're going to need to have all kinds of layers of clothing. You're going to need to have a tent and this backpack, and you're going to need to have a sleeping bag that's rated to below zero, right? So really clear for this pasta experience, all you need is an appetite because I'm going to have everything here for you or they're doing it from home. You're going to need double zero flour. You're going to need blah, blah, blah. Right. So very clear about the expectations of the, you know, sometimes it's cold. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. You'll be standing for long periods of time, whatever it is, set the expectation because it's much better for people to be expecting, you know, things to be a little bit worse than how they actually end up being. You don't want people to say, oh man, you know, I was walking and I didn't realize that walking the freedom trail means walking on a lot of cobblestones and I wore heels and I was miserable the whole time. My ankles ached, right? Just be really clear. Like imagine the person knows nothing and you just want to set that expectation for them so that they're going to be really happy, (laughs) really prepared, really mentally prepared for this situation. Okay. So then the next thing you need to do is you need to price your experience. How are you going to price your experience, right? Well, first of all, you have to be aware that Airbnb is going to take 20% of whatever you collect from that guest. So if it's a $10 event, you're only going to get eight. So keep that in mind. Then you want to think about what are your actual expenses? Is there going to be gas? Is there certainly your time? There are going to be any materials or equipment that you need to buy, Are you going to, and I suggest this and we'll talk about it a little bit more later, are you going to give people a little bit of a parting gift, you know, something that they can take home with them, a little memento of this fantastic experience? So think about all those different things. Now you want to, in the beginning, you're probably going to want to, just like I recommend with your house, if you're running your house, you're probably going to want to a little bit under price it just until you start to get some reviews, you know, as so you get some great reviews and stuff, and then you're going to rank higher and you can certainly raise your price. If your offering is really unique, like yoga with goats, I hate to keep bringing that up, but it's quite a unique experience. If your experience is really unique, Then you can add a little bit of a surcharge. But there again, maybe you don't want to do that until after you've had a couple of guests in. And then you're going to have to find some way to have photos of your experience. So it's not like taking pictures of your house, right? You're going to need to think, okay, I need to do this myself and take some great pictures. And this is where the next great thing that you can do is I highly recommend what they call in the restaurant industry a soft opening. So you're going to invite your friends, people who love you but people who are honest, people who are brutally, you know, achingly honest. So you want to hear from them based on what you told them, based on what you did to set expectations, how they feel about what they got versus what they thought they were going to get. And I'll ask them to be very frank with you about suggestions, things that could have made it better. And while you're doing your soft opening, that's where you're going to take the pictures. Ask your friends if you can have permission to take pictures of them smiling and laughing and enjoying themselves. And also, you're going to take pictures of, you know, again, let's say you're taking, you're making pasta. You're going to take pictures of a few of the steps in the process, like people laughing with flour on their faces or whatever, right? Something that's going to make the experience look fun and inviting and engaging to the person who's thinking about doing that. Okay. Oh, the other thing about pricing. Sorry, just to jump back there, just to jump back to pricing. The other thing you want to do, of course, just like with your home you want to look at airbnb other experiences possibly similar experiences what are people charging for those and can you compete with them and still you know can you cover your expenses and still slightly underprice your event it's not necessarily that you're going to find the same event in your area but just try to do your best and you know extrapolate a little bit so this is person's making pizza i'm making pasta Kind of a similar experience, probably even similar expenses. So I think I can use that as a correlation. Okay. After you have your soft opening and everything, and you're feeling pretty good about it, you've incorporated your friend's suggestions, then you want to start to share it on social and you want to encourage your friends to share it on social. And once you get people coming, you want to encourage them to share it on social. Okay. So the first thing, just like last week when we were talking about communication with people who are staying in your Airbnb, you really want to communicate very clearly with people who are going on your experience. So the minute they book, you want to send them a welcome, congratulations, you know, this is going to be so fun and exciting and all that stuff. You want to send them some reminders a couple of weeks before if they've booked that far in advance. You want to send them another reminder two days before. And at this reminder, you want to give them a list. What do they need to bring? What do they need to wear and remind them what to expect? This is again, where you're going to set those expectations so that everybody's pleasantly surprised. Then like two hours before the event, you want to send them another reminder with directions, with any logistics, anything that, you know, if there's login information, like if it's a Zoom call, you know, if you're going to do an online event, you want to give them all the login information, maybe encourage them to test out the login beforehand, test, you know, look it up on Google Maps, whatever they you think that they would need to do in order to be really prepared when they get there. So at the event when it's actually happening, I mean, this probably goes without saying, but be really friendly. Smile a lot. Use people's names. Encourage your participants to, you know, interact with each other and with you so that that everybody has a really fun, you know, experience. I've been on like tours and stuff before where everybody's a stranger. You know, and you don't really want that. You want to be like, hey, let's take five minutes and introduce each other to each other. Hey, what's your name? Where are you from? Blah, 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 right? Just take a few minutes to let the group feel, get over any awkwardness that they might feel about doing an event with a bunch of strangers, especially in person. But even for online events, you know, people can still be encouraged to interact. Let them know how to unmute themselves if it's an online event. Let them know that they can put things in the chat, but it'll be easier for them just to unmute themselves and talk to you because maybe you don't have somebody watching the chat, whatever. Just imagine this. This person has never done anything like this in their entire life. They've been in a bubble and now they're coming out of their bubble and they're meeting you, the first person they've ever met or interacted with in the last five years. Okay. And try to over, over, over explain because believe me, you won't be sorry. You know, like, Summary and then blah, 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 over-explain. I'm doing that right now. (laughs) Okay, so be friendly. Another thing that you can do that really is endearing to people, it makes them feel like they're learning and, you know, that they're going to be even better people than they were as a result of being part of this event. They're going to even be better and smarter and more interesting than they were before. By sharing like little factoids and trivia, you know, did you know that the first pasta was made in... You know, 500 BC and I I don't know, like I said, I don't know what I'm saying But those are the kind of things Like, you know, here, we're on this tour to talk about Ghosts and goblins, but did you know that this building Was the very first, you know Revere Beach was the very first public beach In the whole United States of America Did you know that? Blah, 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 right? So anything that's going to, like, get people kind of fired up And excited and allow them to feel like they are gaining some knowledge and some really cool factoids that they can share with people after the event. You definitely want to encourage people to share this on social and make it easy for them by giving them a hashtag that they can use that then you can take and put into, you know, maybe another website or add more pictures or whatever, like a way so that's easy for you to see that they've shared it. It's easy for people who see the share to then go and find you on Airbnb, like make the whole thing real easy and fun for everybody so that they're encouraged to impress their friends and neighbors and relatives with going on your wicked cool event. Now, after the event, you want to thank them, right? Right away, you know, make sure a little thing goes out that says, thank you so much. It was so great meeting you. We had such a great time. You know, maybe you even want to make this a personalized one. This is sorry about the rain, but you all held out so great. Hope you enjoyed meeting, you know, me and my dog, Charlie, and you know, the goats or whatever. And along with the thank you message, you want to send them a request for some feedback. What are three things you think I could have done that would have made this event even more awesome for you? What could I have done to make it more comfortable, more exciting, more fun, more interactive? Anything that you want to get out of it? What, what do you want to make it more? Ask the people how they think you could have made it more in that way. I don't think I said this on the Airbnb thing, but you always want to respond to reviews, negative or positive. You always want to respond to reviews. Thanks so much for your feedback. That is so helpful. We'll definitely incorporate that in future events. We're so, you know, I'm so sorry about the weather and you're right. I'm going to have, you know, more umbrellas for people next time, whatever it is, no matter how, Potentially positive or potentially negative, the feedback is, you always want to reply to that feedback because it helps you in the Airbnb algorithms and it helps you in your mojo when, you know, even if these people never see it, other people see it. Other guests who are considering your event are going to read the comments and they're going to see how you responded. And that's a real opportunity for you to shine, right? It's an opportunity for you to show everybody how cool you are, how accepting you are, and how really avidly you want this thing to be a fantastic experience for everyone. So what can I do to make this kind of interaction more helpful to you? Is there anything else that you think I could have told you? Anything I could have done to make this more clear? I mean, we can certainly in a future episode, if you'd like, we can actually set up an event on Airbnb. If that's something that would be helpful to you, you know, feed me, feed me, give me feedback because I'm here for you, not here for me. I'm here for you. So tell me what I can do. In the meantime, have a fantastic week. If you want to tell me what you want to learn next week, great. We're going to stay on Airbnb, or at least that's the plan. But if you want to like zip back to commercial real estate, if you want to zip back to some other type of real estate investing, happy to do it. Just stand, just be. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Women Creating Wealth. For more info, be sure to check out womencreatingwealth.net. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing the wealth with someone else who might enjoy it. See you next week.